to Rich for Dirt, the podcast recorded as the adventure happens. I'm Frank. I'm Ali. And we are out here at Rugged Radios. Yeah, Rugged Radios. And, you know, real quick, before we get too far in, we are brought to you by... KC, Rebel Off-Road, DeMello Off-Road, and Milestar Tires. That's right. So, what are we doing? This is like our second episode coming from this event, yeah. which is the Rugged Radios Grand Opening slash Pismo Beach Terra Crew Takeover, which... As the turnout was pretty. It's it was pretty nice. Pretty good. Yeah, those tacos the were weather delicious. Was phenomenal. Yeah, for it's normally pretty chilly up here, especially right around this hour. Um, dude, when the sun, you, dude, yeah. this is like this is amazing. This is like straight summer. Yeah, yeah this is <laughs> not to rub it summer. in because it is California, and we know you guys probably get tired about hearing how great the weather is out here. But it, it's, it's amazing. It really is. That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> and sitting with us, we have Jeff Coxon from from Psychan Media Rogue Element Brotherhood of Brew. <laughs> I'm, I have too many you got, titles, man. It's you, it's like, I, I feel like such a douche saying it, too. <laughs> I'm know, having a flashback. So I work for blah, 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 blah. I'm yeah. having a flashback how, the, of how you are with, with what you do and how he was when we shot the video of him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With his no. sponsors at the end. Oh, roll, the roll call. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was funny. I love the Oscar music. That was so great. Oh. You, you guys set it up perfect, too. And, I, and it was funny, too, when I was editing it because I'll watch, like, almost every clip all the way through before yeah. I like start cutting and throwing stuff away and you know and, and I was just dropping the timeline and the second you pull your phone out and you just like shake your arm <laughs> and you look down I was like oh this is gonna be good and then he sets it up and he's like all right I think this is where like they have the hook yeah and the, right. the curtains and I all I could think about was uh when when there's always somebody up there getting an award just and they're goes, just going and going yeah. and then the, the symphony starts, yep. it took me two hours to find that music. To find the music? No kidding. Yeah, because everything was, you know, I'm trying to find it on, you know, a lot, you know, to get the licensing for it <laughs> right. so I don't get booted on YouTube. Right. And, and then there's no like, it's all either like this drawn out symphony or like yeah. epic symphony right. trailer. And I'm like, no. So then I was like, all right, I got to get an expert it's not on called this. called Oscar's and playoff. Yeah, I thought there was going <laughs> to so be I thought rare. there was going to be other stuff for that too. So I'm like texting my wife who's like, you know, big into she's a ballet dancer, so she's like big into she knows all about like Swan Lake right. and all, all, the, this all other the stuff. All the orchestral arrangements and that you would that you would think you would could apply to this. Exactly. Right. I'm like, what do I search? And she's all <laughs> uh search for this and I I pull it up sure as shit. It there just it comes is. right up and I was like, boom, perfect. And then I'm <laughs> so thinking, I was like, okay, that's funny and stuff, but how can we step this up a yeah, notch? And I was like, was okay, Kanye. let me start <laughs> looking at award shows and the Kanye one was the first one that popped up and I was like, no way. that's not gonna get you booted off of YouTube. I didn't use enough of it to do it. Oh, really? So nice. that's why it's cut oh, real short. Okay. Nice. And uh, so I think usually you got about three seconds to play with. Yeah. And yeah, so I did that's that so and I was good. like, no way. If we can do that. And then I was like, and then I'm going to use the Beyonce part of it where she's like, ah. <laughs> I was like, this so is, he's either going to be really pissed <laughs> no. or he's going to love it. Dude, we oh were laughing. God, I died. Well, I mean, we set it up for that. Like, totally. That was, yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. It, was it was almost like, as if we had talked. It would, it would have been like a disservice if I didn't do it. The, oh, the yeah. connection was just like, all three of us was just there. Like, we just, it was we perfect. All I just can't, I can't believe I didn't trip over a word yeah, on that entire. That was steady. It was perfect. That was a hefty list. That was steady. It was perfect. I like to. I'm going for the word of most sponsored Overland rig. <laughs> most stickers on a single. Most Jeep. stickers on a single Jeep. Right. That is what I'm. And going then for. you at the end of whatever. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, my wife, my mom, the, uh, my wife, my mom, the streets. Right. <laughs> We're out. And I was like, perfect. I'm just ending it right there. I'm just ending it. <laughs> the only thing missing from that whole thing was almost like the 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 cliche beginning to any acceptance speech. First and foremost, and like yeah. I was I was expecting that to fully drop, and it that was the only thing. 
Like and the, when I was watching it before I even edited it, dude. Yeah. You were like halfway through and I just started busting up. I was like, <laughs> good God. Right? I was like, and, and then I just keep seeing his finger doing this. <laughs> Scrolling up the phone. I was like, I was like, I was like, at this point, why don't you just say, I would like to not thank the only six people that didn't sponsor me in the out in the in the in the motorsports industry. It would have been quicker. You know what though? This is the part that I love, and I and and respect and props to Ali for this because I love this. Is those were all none of those were made up. That was a legit list. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can look at the Jeep. You can tell. Well, what's funny? What's funny is is like. I have no contracts with anybody. Yeah. I have, mm-hmm. All those parts are mine. I can sell the car tomorrow, and the worst that'll happen is I just won't have half the friends yeah, that the, I have The worst right that'll now. happen is you take yeah. all stickers off. Yeah. Take four hours peeling off all that the stickers. That too, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. But but my point is, is like, dude, they all deserve yeah. a shot. 100%. Right? Yeah. And as, mu- as funny as it was, I mean, it's, it's real. Any opportunity I get, I'll fucking drop all their names if I can. Yeah. For um, sure. Because they deserve it. Like my stupid Instagram posts. It's a mile long below every single like comment that or every single like caption. Right. Because it has the entire list. Yeah. And everyone's like, dude, that's gonna hurt you. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, these guys are buying my followers. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how I have twenty thousand followers. (laughs) And like literally only like two hundred, I think, even like see anything I post. When you get to that point, does it just become weird? Like No, because I'm not I'm not like at I'm not at uh, influencer level. I'm at a wannabe. Full wannabe really level. isn't twenty thousand. I, I always figured like twenty. Once you hit that two, it's enough front. to have a guy here or there. But it's not 50, 60, 100. It's yeah. not like Brad walking anywhere. Yeah, where there's jeeps and people coming up to him, going, "Dude, you've influenced me I so take much." A picture. Like, yeah, constantly. Yeah, constantly. constantly. Like, that would be people, annoying. That almost be annoying. Like he just moved, and there's a guy on the street that recognized him. Right. Yeah. Like I'm right. Like, oh, that's well. When you have what is he at three hundred? Well, yeah. He also has a jeep dealership yeah. in his driveway. So yeah. <laughs> that too, right? And now yeah, he's got that E3 association. You know, like so. You know, I respect people like him because of what they have to deal with where this industry stops being what it used to be for him. You know, he still has fun. He still goes out and does his things. But, you know, he always has to be on. Right. Like he can't be like me out here at Rugged doing whatever the fuck I want to do. It definitely takes a certain kind of person to be able to to transition with my pants off, you know, (laughs) to transition to that because he's always super humble and super chill. Right. Yeah. And that's that. I think it takes that kind of a person to be able to successfully transition into that level. When I was in the hunting industry, there's a few characters like that and you get to a point and I've talked to them all and I've talked to, I know a few that were, I don't want to say nobody, but in the terms of like, when it comes to fame, they're no, they're nobody. They were just another dude. Yeah. And just starting out a company, um, like a call company, you know, like for elk calls and Turkey calls. And you're like, you don't even know who he is. And then you turn around and like five to 10 years later, it's like he gets accosted like in the streets, like, "Oh, dude, you're this guy, and you made this." And he's like, "Dude, I just wish I could turn it off." You know, oh, really? he's like, "It's yeah, now it's at a point at where point. I just want to sell my business and move away from yeah. it because now it's like it's not fun for me doing that. I don't want to be that guy. I right. just want to make good calls yeah, and have we a good were, company, and be successful." Yeah. We were talking about this on the drive up here about how you kind of lose the ability to to disappear in the crowd, right? right? That yeah, that or to, to hide in plain sight, right? That that public anonymity goes away. Yeah, right. Once you once you reach and, a certain and level. you can lose a passion for it. Yeah, doing that. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'm nowhere anywhere near that, but there, I've I've had a couple times where somebody's like recognized me. Yeah, and it feels weird. I'm well, like weirdest, not ready for that. The weirdest one I got was in Moab, the last one we went to, not this like, past, not this past the year, the first one, the first year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like somebody recognized my voice. Yeah, from like the, randomly on oh, the street. Oh, really? And I'm they like, were like, that sounds like is that, that was like a level of 
I mean, I know it wasn't he wasn't being creepy or anything because mm-hmm. he heard the podcast, but right. just like fuck is my like I didn't realize how distinct yeah yeah a voice could voice, be yeah. yeah and uh, I'm like that's weird <laughs> it like, was <laughs> like oh shit and then after that I started trying to sign people's chests yeah um, <laughs> straight to his head yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like what are you doing <laughs> it's like Get hey are you Ollie yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly just sign the chest you got a pin yeah. give me a pin the the hostess calls his name for a seating and he's like trying to sign her chest yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean it's it's cool I think I'm at the perfect place where all I really wanted was access to do the fun things that I want to do yeah and not only has it like this whole social thing and being part of this industry g- given me um, a connection with KC, for mm-hmm. instance, and allowed me to become uh, director of brand marketing with a company I love. But it's also gotten me access to parts, you know, all these sponsors. Um, and without them, I couldn't do any of the stuff that I do, you know. Yeah. So it's just been it's just been about access for me, not about filling my ego. I don't care. I don't want people. to. They don't have to know me. But as, as long as the right people know me, so they're like, if I'm like, hey, man, I really need axles, it's like they're willing to give me axles. Yeah. Or they're willing to, like, Curry's willing to work with me because he's like, you know what? You're doing some shit that's cool, and we'll see where it goes. And yeah. they're willing to, to help, and that's all I want. You and know? you're willing to at least give them some level of a spotlight to where Correct. people know that you're using it and they get something out of and, it. And, oh, and do, the parts, do the parts justice, right? It's not yeah. just a, it's not just a, a show queen. Right, like, or going going to the circuit and doing Overland Expo or the Costa Mesa or Adventure Expo or whatever. Right, right. This thing is out there, like doing doing work. Yeah, and I and you I know? try to make it look like a show rig. Like, yeah. you know, I've got gold accents and I and I go the extra mile to paint shit. But um, it's really a it's like being a graphic designer by you know career. But B, it's like how do I best represent these guys and make something that people actually want to look at? Yeah, because you could keep it. You could keep it all just you know primered axles and it's all still functional right but you, how do you take it up a level where people are like oh that's cool take notice well the yeah. cool part about that too is outside looking in is you wheel the shit out of that thing sure. <laughs> and obviously it breaks a lot because you do that you're with you're dude. that's see, an accurate that's, statement that's something i really despise about social media and, and I'm, I'm somewhat open about it is you get so many people that do these builds and they get to levels where they burn sponsors because they're selling the rigs so quickly. Yeah, that's or, crazy. Turn and burn, and, right? Yeah. Yes, and and I I've always tried not to do that, um, but they don't wheel it or they don't they put this persona on like I'm this you know I've got this Jeep and exactly you know that. all this stuff it's and I'm I'm just gonna you know I I'm a hardcore off roader and right. something like bro you got two, you got three quarter shots on gravel roads like through death the easiest shit in death valley that uh, i've seen rental cars from people from vegas going on <laughs> titus, Ca- titus canyon right. yeah titus canyon right. you don't even get in a four-wheel drive if you do it's just because you're because you, you wanted to you're thirsty yeah right. so exactly. you know just but you know and, and if that's the way you want to go be that person and own it but right. don't don't put all this shit on here and, and don't you know you you have 50 60 000 followers and you're you're making it hard for the guys that like you who have twenty thousand, right? And this other guy looks better on paper because he has sixty thousand followers, sure, but he's not. Whatever. He's not doing it right, yeah. and, and that's the thing is, if you're gonna do it, do it. And well, you know what that does though for people like me who actually want to go wheel or like you know, it just sets me apart. It does. So it's great and that that's those what guys are out it. there, but. You know, right now my Jeep is sitting in my fucking driveway with no rear shocks because they both snapped. <laughs> and I was just looking at that last night. God, and the grenade. We're in a Walmart parking lot right? last night at like four in the morning. I was like, I was like, all right, what is he broken now? <laughs> 
and I looked at because you had just posted that photo of that rear shock. Or, yeah. yeah. The, I was like, I have. Dude, no I've one's ever Jeeps. seen it. No, no one's one. ever seen it. No one. It is crazy. That's like Parsons level shit yeah. that you're breaking. Yeah. That's yeah. why I like Darren so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like he's a kindred spirit. Right. I was going to say. Because yeah, yeah. people ask exactly. me, like, Ali, you know you're going to have more fun without half of the shit that's. And I'm like, you're 100% right. I'm not arguing with you. You're. Yeah. It'd yeah. be great. I wish I had half the shit on my, but it get it gets to this point where it's like, how can I like bring all my friends with me? You know, like yeah, all yeah. these sponsors, a lot of them are friends. Yeah. 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 I've, be, I've developed relationships. real relationships yeah. with Same these guys. Here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Todd over at Snowmaster. I, I was on the phone Todd's with Larry. so awesome, man. I was just Dude. talking to him uh, two nights ago. Oh, were you? Dude. Because I'm, he's, I have he's a, great one of my best to. friends is trying to look for a LP66 fridge. Okay. And they're non-existent right now. Well, nothing's it, existent. And right now. he it's went, crazy. That I just texted him just to see if he had one in stock. And the guy's like, all of a sudden I'm getting texts, call this person, call this yeah, person, dude, do he, this. He went goes completely out of, his way. out of his way. I've been on trips where my fridge starts wigging out and it's my fault. Yeah. It's not his, but I'm like, hey, how can you fix this? And he's like, hold on, let me pull over real quick and walks me through the whole thing. Wow. Right? And I'm like, dude, you just, and he doesn't sponsor me. Yep, I bought you know we bought the fridge and yeah. I, I I ended up getting a second one because uh, uh, so this is how awesome of a level and this is why I love Snowmaster. I've used a lot of fridges. I've had almost all of this them wasn't fail. planned by the way. No, yeah, no. I, I've had almost every one of them fail or not regulate temperatures the way I want to. Uh-huh. And this is coming from a beer guy who wants to regulate. The, regulate I really want to talk about that actually. We yeah. got you on this Perfect podcast. Segue there. Yeah. Yes. So I I got a uh, I got my LP sixty six fridge from him which is, you know, it's that low profile. It fits with my tonneau cover can still close. Well, uh, it went through FedEx and the person I went through was not supposed to use FedEx. And Todd's like, don't use FedEx. They ruin stuff all the time. It shows up and it was all dented. The, the, the side was all dented. And I just posted a photo online. I was like, screw it. I'll just keep it and I'll, I'll file a thing through FedEx and try to get a new one. Um, I'll just put a sticker over the corner and, and call it good. And, and, you know, it still works. It just isn't pretty in the right. corner. And I... Uh, I didn't even put Snowmaster on it or anything like that, but he followed me. And then all of a sudden, he, he's like, what's your phone number in my DMs? And I'm like, yeah, give him my phone number. He's like, I'm sending a new one. Which one do you want? Pick any one you want out. Wow. And I'm right. like, what? No, dude, you don't need to do this. You're a small business. Yeah. I'm, I'm not about that. Don't do one that. One man show, bro. He's like, Almost, yeah. two men, I think. He's yeah. like, dude, I've seen your pictures, and I like <laughs> your content, and your TV show's cool. Do it. Just give me a little bit of love. And I was like, I'll give you more than you need. I'll give you a Dropbox. You're going to text me and say, stop sending me shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly kind of what the way it's been. He's like, yeah, anytime. I was like, if you ever need anything, just do it. Now that 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 66 has been in three rigs now, I bet it's been untethered in the back of my truck on probably about a dozen jumps. Wow. <laughs> and that thing just keeps going. Yeah, and then now I have, I have a 96... Uh, the big boy single that stays inside that has all my good beer wow, and the kids that. juice boxes in the house and it runs 24 seven. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Same here. So I have my 42 and this, I swear to God, I was not planning on doing a Snowmaster plug, even though Todd <laughs> deserves it. Um, it just came up in conversation. I'm glad we're talking about it, but I have a 42 liter traveler series Snowmaster that goes in like my goose gear setup. And that was a plug. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and dude, that thing has been untethered cause it kind of fits real nice on the, I don't really have to like tie it down and, the enclosure like keeps it in place but yeah jumps and whatever like high speed rocks and uh did it still it still works perfectly fine like day one the only time i ever had problem with it is my batteries were like low mm-hmm. and it has a certain cutoff cut off yeah yeah is that what the problem you were probably having yeah like, uh, no my problem was is i didn't realize that when it sits and it's unplugged like in my garage okay that i need to plug it in through the house 
to recharge oh. it and get that ba- internal battery going. No kidding. So oh. it gets temp up. So what I did is That's I threw, I was going on a, a camping trip and I just threw it in the back of my truck and plugged it back into my second battery. Oh, wow. And I'm like, look, my, my, my remote's going crazy. It's like, it's, I'm showing 50 degrees. I'm like, what? Right. I've got meat and stuff. And yeah. I'm going camping. Freaking out. And I can't, and he's like, well, what are your, what? I had the voltage wrong. I had it at like 13. Right. And you have to bring he's it like, down. Yeah, be down to 10. Yep. And then sure shit. An hour later, it's back down to same like 35 here. degrees. I had the same exact experience wow. with Todd on a trip. My shit was wigging out. I'm like, Todd, what's going on? And he's like, walk me through it. Yep. And that was it. Wow. Yeah, it, was, it took like two minutes. Literally, I felt like such an idiot. He's so <laughs> yeah, he's so about the life. Like if you're if you're ever at Overland Expo, like West, I'm not sure which other ones he goes to, but I know he's been at West year over year. Swing by a Snowmaster's booth, just talk to the guy. It's, it's good a great old conversation. Boy. Yeah. 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 He's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. So Jeff. Yeah, let's talk about you now. Let's talk about you, man. Because you've got <laughs> you've got quite the windy road. Yes. I uh so brother, I try to put five pounds of shit in a two-pound <laughs> bag constantly <Right. laughs> and make it look good. Um, so and somehow has, I pull it through sometimes. Right. Yeah. He has his own cape. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyways, I, yeah, I bite off a lot that I can, a lot more than I can chew sometimes. Sure. And it is about, it's exactly kind of what you're bringing up. It's like the passion of it. And my biggest thing is it, everything that we've done growing my company, which is Psycan Media, has always been about like the camaraderie in growing. It isn't as much as like we want to be successful, right. but it's how much fun we have doing what we do. And, you know, it's been a long, rocky road. I started Sidecan Media actually in 2012, living wow. in North Carolina. Oh, wow. And it was a side project. And I, I've been a photographer since I was 14. I started professionally when I was 17. And it was always a side gig because it just, any photographer knows that it's a niche market. It can go up and down. And I just didn't want to do that. I was in the car business for 20 years. And then I stopped doing it altogether for like 10 years. Just took a break. I stopped, man. Yeah. And well, what happened is I was old school film, dark room. Yeah. Uh, and then the digital age came in and I was just super boomer about it. I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not, digital's oh. not art. Yep. And I didn't really grasp on to how much art really is involved in digital. And that that's completely different. And I was comparing the two, which is wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, the arguments I always heard about, like, because I, I started with film myself when I was taking pictures. And it's like, you have to, it's almost like you only have one box of ammo and you have to make it count. Yep. You know, like yeah. you got one roll of film yep. or five rolls of film on you total. And each one of those shots has to be great for what you want to do, because it's not like digital where you get to go I think go go it's it's almost yeah. like the difference between e-bikes e-mountain bikes and regular mountain bikes like there's those of us who have to really suffer and hustle and still do and there's those who can afford to buy those really nice e-bikes and go straight up the mountain and then come down the single track and have a great old time yeah versus i'm like dying at the top yeah. now and can barely make it down because i'm so <laughs> right. winded like i'm just only yeah. going i'm only mountain biking in the summer months at ski resorts that's it so i could just just ride <laughs> the lift up and <laughs> well it's but almost like you're taking a stop motion film basically now with digital it's like it for some for some photographers i mean it's a like, lot of them are just shoot a lot of them now it's like quality I think over or it's quantity over quality, quality. Yeah. And, quality and you'll yeah. find something in there mm-hmm. like yeah, you'll exactly. dig through it and you'll find oh, the accidental art yeah right yeah and that's what i hated about it yeah and you could appreciate like estevan oriel or whoever like you know that you might look up to in the photo world and it's like they caught that one moment they caught that one moment out of 24 or 36, and, you know? Yeah, I think and, we definitely lost some of that where there was a lot of planning involved in setting up your shot. Yeah. You know, at least when I remember when I was going through it, like there was a lot of planning involved. You would sometimes wait and look at the composition way before you ever snap the shutter. 
just because you had limited shots. You had yep. a, a roll of 24 or 36. The, the way I was mm. about it for a long time, too, is I would see somebody taking shots with, like, you know, a new Nikon digital. And this is probably, like, this is late in the game, too, like 2011, 2010. Yeah. And... You know, there, and this is pre-social media, really. I mean, it's it, social media. Media was just getting on, but I would be in like forums or something. And they'd be like, "Yeah, I did this, whatever." And be like, "How many times have you used a light meter?" And they're like, "What?" Right. I was like, yeah, you don't. Your your camera does it. It's the light meter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, dude, you you when you have film, you have to. Everything is calculated. You have to use it. Black yeah. box, white ball. You ever seen one? Yeah. 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 And so, and that that part for me was like, I just, I spent a decade learning all this shit right. to make my skill better and hone it in. And what I forgot about was that's still there. Mm-hmm. And now I can add to it you could on take the digital so much side. More, yeah. 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 And that was the thing about it. It was like, that's so much cheaper at the end of the day. It is. Shit. And a lot of yeah. the, a lot of it's the less time consuming. Yeah. You're not like, processing film or anything either. No. I well, mean, that you're, was, you're processing, but you're not processing in the well, traditional. Shit, good luck finding a place that will even process film. Yeah. Now. That like, was my hesitation. In the traditional style. Yeah. That was my hesitation was that I felt like the actual taking of the picture was half the art, if not less. Yeah. Right, like the bulk of the art was the retouching manually or dodging and burning on the table and trying to expose your shot correctly. Yeah, right? like you spent hours in the dark room trying to get it right, and then after you were done, you would go to a table with your black ink and you would fix any kind of specks or dots in there and try and you know make them gray or make them dark or black if you were working in black and white. Anyway, and yeah, I mean, there's there's only one Ansel Adams, right? Right, and you're you're never going to be a digital Ansel Adams, even no. though everybody's out there trying it. Right. I mean, just just think of this is how crazy how the the and I know we've gone on a tangent here, but that the, never happens. The never, yeah, right. <laughs> the the number one sold camera in the world is an iPhone. Yeah. yeah. And dude, you know, Crazy. when Instagram first started, iPhone photography was like a really big hashtag. It might still yeah. be, but like yeah. it was such a big deal. Like where it's like, hey, I shot all this on my iPhone. Like yeah. that was its. They marketed the shit out of it. Oh, yeah, too. they totally did. Yeah, they turned it into a whole campaign. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that 2012, 2013 is when that billboards. first came out because I was like anti iPhone. I was like Android everything. <laughs> and I didn't even get my first iPhone until I think 2016. Oh, wow. You a, were a true. It was the out. 7 Plus, was yeah. the first one I got. And when I got it, I was just like, okay, well, it integrates with my Mac and everything because I, you know, edit, you know, video and, and photos on my Macs. And I thought, I was like, cool, everything's going to be integrated. I didn't. I synced it once. I was it. <laughs> I've never, still never then. I, and I flip flopped. I've gone back to Android for a little bit because I like the freedom and everything of it. And then, you know, they'll come out with something just super rad right, that I yeah. use. And I love the stylus. That was always cool mm-hmm. in the Note series. And then now I'm back to an iPhone 12. You know, yeah. like, which is an amazing like the. I, actually, the I probably won't go back. It's an I awesome. It. It's an awesome it camera. Pretty, I have the same Dude, thing. The 12. I have done it's a multifunctional music. camera. It really I've is. shot music videos yeah. on an iPhone. I believe it. I've yeah. shot full hunting, successful hunting episodes uh, with iPhones. Wow. And now we're doing, every once in a while, we'll do random stuff with iPhones. Yeah. And it's, there's actually, uh, to plug a guy, because he's, I think he's doing something really exceptional, uh, Arkansas Off-Road. I don't know if you've seen his stuff on, on YouTube. Um, his name's Grant. And I've been watching a series, and for me, it's hard to find stuff on YouTube where I like really like it because there's there is a lot of stuff out there that's like kind of the same. So you got to find these niche pockets where there's some really really good stuff. And he does 100 percent of it all with with an iPhone. That's right. And I'm like, and I'm talking to him, uh, and, and asking him some questions about stuff because um, I, I, I uh, 
uh, I have some uh, a client that I deal with that he's involved in. And he's like, yeah, I just do it off my iPhone. I'm like, no way. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I, I edit shit all the time. And I'm yeah. like, dude, you totally fooled me. Yeah. I was like, the technology now with gimbals that, you know, right. are on phones. And a lot of these phones have internal stabilizers. And you're just like, this is so crazy. And it almost goes back to the thing. He's like, great. Now everybody's going to do it. Right. Yeah. But that's the cool part about it too. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. And that's like, you know, brings you back to that same thing about camaraderie and bringing a community together. And it's the same thing we shared with KC when we filmed, you know, our pilot, that pilot series. And yeah. that's, you know, it, it just creates this family. And I think that's something that's that's really cool. And there's like there's parts of me. The artist side is like just total ass about it. And I get caught up sometimes. I got to peel back. I'm like, OK, I was there once. Yeah, I mm-hmm. started right there. I was that dipshit with the GoPro, thought I could be somebody, mm. and I ended up teaching myself how to fully produce and, you know, switch from the films, uh, you know, the camera or photo side to video. And it literally all started when me and a friend went to this event in Portland, Oregon, in 2010. It's called the Full Draw Film Festival, and all it is is amateur videos of guys hunting. Oh wow! And you go into a theater. And you sit down and you watch like five films. They're anywhere between five minutes to 15 minutes long. And they're all about hunting. But they're done from just regular guys. They're not professionals. Right. And it's all about archery hunting. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, bro, we could do this. And the dumb shit we do on camera, we can make it fun <laughs> and funny. And I went out and bought a cool. camera and I was so wrong. I was like, dude, there's so much involved in this. <laughs> and, I, I, and I was like, dude, I went the wrong way. And then so I started calling friends. And that's when, like, social media just was really getting on. And I'm like, okay, cool. Some of these are on YouTube. Some of them aren't. And then I just really started researching. And I was like, well, I'm too old really right now to go back to school and learn this. It's right. going to take four years. And then I started realizing a lot of these kids that are going into these programs to learn you know, they take four years to get a film degree. By the time they're graduating, everything they just learned for the four years is obsolete. Right, right. So why would I even do that? So I'm going to do it myself a crash course for six months. So I put a, a Craigslist ad out uh, saying that I would pay somebody who would come and teach me the basics of editing film. And this guy answered it. I was living in Durham, North Carolina while my wife was going to law school out there. And he came over, uh, his name's Greg, came over and for three days a week, he would uh, stay at my house for two hours. I paid him 30 bucks an hour. Wow, and he taught nice. me how to use Final Cut Pro. Nice. And that's where he's like, just go out and film some, just film a bunch of stuff because I, I don't want to tell you what to do. I want you to learn while you're editing. And that's where I learned to shoot to edit. Yeah. And that was in, so that's 2013, basically. Two, no, sorry, 2012 is when I did that. And then, so fast forward to now, I have a show on two shows getting ready to hit Amazon Prime. One's already on Amazon Prime. We got a second one in production. We start a third one next week. Oh, wow. That's right. Um, so the first show, though, that's Brotherhood, Brotherhood of Brew. Brew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I knew you from. Yeah. Um, personally, like when uh, when Randy over at KC was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, there's this there's one of our guys, Jeff, we support him. Uh, I'm, I'm working with him right now. And he's like, Brotherhood of Brew. I'm like, dude, I've heard of that. Uh, so talk about that a little bit because there's some things you get to do that makes me a little jealous. <laughs> so I started, so I kind of have to go back to high school. Actually, way more than 1988. My grand, my grandmother. Back in the day. Yeah. My grandmother and, um, hey, we can go even further. My dad had a weak pullout game and I'm here. And so. <laughs> it was a total accident. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, 1988, uh, a brewery in Oregon called Rogue Ales. 
uh, was born. And my grandmother, my great uncle, and a guy named Jack Joyce, and the brewmaster, who's still the current brewmaster, John Meyer, uh, they formed Rogue Ale in Newport, Oregon in 1988. So that's been in my family. Uh, I worked at the brewery when I was in high school, uh, part-time, and really like loved the science behind brewing. I didn't yeah. even like beer. I just liked the science behind it. And uh, I kind of geeked out on that, and it wasn't until I was older I obviously started drinking beer and like really getting into it, but I wasn't into microbrews much. I was more into just their standard lagers, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, kind of like explored that a lot, but I never wanted to brew, and I've... A lot of it's funny. I always, I get in this, the dumb habit of reading like reviews on Amazon and things like that, where it's like, you know, this guy doesn't know much about beer. I'm no expert, man. Right. I just love beer, and uh, I You're love just jealous. I love the, the drink for yeah, I right. I love what you know. Again, the community that it brings. It's something alcohol, whether it's good or bad. When it's good, it brings people together. Right. Yeah. Any beverage, anything like that. Food. Anthony Bourdain did it with food. Showed how food brings people together and cultures when it's together. Bad kids and wives are getting beat. Yeah. Was that, was that too dark? <laughs> yeah. Right. Story of my we, childhood. We were the hard left turn. <laughs> right. Like, where did we go? So if you need help, there's programs out there to help you. But go. But on. so, what you know? Fast forward. Uh, I was working, or I worked as a stunt uh, stunt writer um, on a show called Booze Traveler. Oh, stunt stunt rider on a motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. So I thought you uh, said stunt rider, like oh, like riding, like you yeah. like get in there with the pen and get all crazy. Yeah. Right, all crazy. yeah right. Some <laughs> crazy words, man. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> he's going <laughs> off. Did he just put fuck in here? Oh my <laughs> this god. This guy. This guy is out of control. Oh. Get the stunt guy. <laughs> That's like <laughs> a double backflip right there. How are we gonna get around this? Yeah. So uh, I was on set with them watching that, and I was like, "This is really cool. I like the the host, Jack Maxwell. Great guy." Um, he's like has this per you know this really loud live personality where it's like almost shock jock like hey you know yeah and and kind of but he like really gets into it Uh and then it was just kind of weird to see him turn it on and off and i was like that ain't me man uh but this is a kind of a cool idea where he's going around oh like that's not him all the time no it wasn't really and but like it's funny seeing him on social media because it's him but it was like, I don't know. It was a weird thing watching him turn it on and off. Yeah. And I was like, that's, he's an actor, yeah, yeah. right? And he is, he's an actor. He's, he just happened to be a host of the show and the show was awesome. I loved it. It went for like five or six seasons and, um, uh, and, and him and I have talked since then. And, uh, and you know, I, I was like, I would like to do a show kind of based on the brewing side of things, but I don't want it to be just a one trick pony. I don't want it to be just beer. Cause it's going to be the same shit over and over. Okay. Why don't we do everything brewed, fermented, distilled? And let's do wine. Let's do liquor. Let's do all this stuff and show all this artwork. Cider, cider, yeah, cider. exactly. All of, and all of the things. I don't yes. care what you have to say about cider. So I was like, I, I sat back and I was still, I was growing my media company at the time, and I was, bless you. Um, Thank you. So. <laughs> um, I was trying to come up with something. I was like, I want my first TV show. I want to produce something that's real. And I had, I wasn't going to be the host at all. I had no desire to be a host. You just want to produce it. I did. I wanted to make the art of it, and I wanted to create a TV show because I just got out of the hunting industry where I had a successful TV show, but it just it didn't make sense financially to keep doing it. It's it's one thing, 
and it's hard to make a TV show. But when you have actors that don't want to be involved, like wild animals, it makes it next to impossible. Right. <laughs> and people don't understand. And they don't really like to do retakes. Either, and do they? A lot of people give give hunting shows shit because they're obviously out there taking the life of an animal and things like that. Sure. If they're not in it, they don't get it. But what they forget is how hard it is to make that show. Yeah, It is so hard. And for the... If any amount of money I was making on it wasn't worth it for it, there's no ROI. Yeah. So I was like, well, I, I want to do something that makes ROI. I have a friend that has to, happens to be a director, and he wants to start making his own stuff instead of working for other people. He's working for Disney, worked on the show Smallville. Uh, done, he's made multiple movies. We did wow. we did multiple music videos for bands together. He's got some chops. Nice. He did, and yeah. he's younger than me. I went to high school with his older brother. He was uh-huh. actually in middle school when I graduated, and I always you know, stayed in contact with the family. And, uh, so I ran it, I, I created a script. I researched how to make a script and, or a log line, which is like three pages long about what it is. And, you know, the idea that I have it, I sent it over to him. I said, what do you think about this? And it was the original po- uh, pitch for brotherhood of brew and it had no name. And, uh, you know, we went back and forth on it and I said, I want to do something that has outdoor adventure Overlanding was just starting as overlanding instead of car camping. Right. And it's just camping, guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, let's how do we how do we make this a show? And what and, and it can't be anything like anything else out there. The hardest thing we the hardest hurdle we had to get over was having adventure or motorsports or anything in there and it being an alcohol based show. Right. And that's what we fought over more than anything yeah and so to be able to find that said, yeah. that smooth transition of that um after that i'm like cool let's let's run it so in uh 2000 what january of 2018 yeah, nothing we sorry i'm getting hot dog sorry. delivery oh dude Just, that's, that's what's up um <laughs> Just the ketchup yeah so i eat my hot dogs like an eight-year-old <laughs> <laughs> so you need a bib <laughs> yeah. oh okay maybe like a 10 year old so I pitched the idea to my director uh, Anthony Gaynor and he calls me back and says I'm in how soon can we do this and I was like let me make two phone calls I called a friend uh, that's big in the brewery indus- industry her name's Jessie Bussard and she uh, she's like a She's the who's who for for gals in the industry. And uh, <laughs> Happy's. She's very vocal. Yeah, very vocal. Where's my hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she's... Uh, no, I'm good. Thank you. I was talking about the dog. <laughs> the actual dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel bad. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> so uh, I said, hey, I need a brewery. Who do you know in... I was like, and I want to do it in Bend, Oregon, which is my hometown. I was like, find somebody up there um, that is willing to do this. I'm not going to charge them any money. Just let us come in. Let us tell their story, their passion, what made them start. Let us try their beers. And then I'm going to find some cool stuff to do in Bend uh, to do it. So the first episode was going to be with a place called Crux Brewing, which was still in the first episode. Then we were going to go up there with this adventure motorcycle company that takes you up into the middle of nowhere on motorcycles on all these trails that go for, you know, hundreds of miles. And uh, I was like, cool, we had that done. And then I was going to get a tattoo. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> so like, cool. I was going to get a tattoo. Yeah, we're going to get there. We got three <laughs> badass things to do. Then it's all going to come down and uh, it'll make sense. Right. And uh, so I was like, cool, let's just do it. Well, 
two days before we leave, I get a, I get a text from Anthony, and he's like, "Do you see the weather?" And I'm like, "What?" Oh. And now it's snowing for four days straight. Oh wow! And like feet, and I'm like, <laughs> "What <laughs> the hell?" So I'm like, "Oh, what do we do? What do we do? We can't ride motorcycles in this shit. It, 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 you're, it's gonna. That's how we're just gonna to get be. stuck." So then he, I'm like, I put a social media post out, and I'm like, I need help. What can we do? Does anybody snowmobile, do whatever? Right. And then I get this professional snowmobile rider. He's like, hey, I'll do it with you guys. Uh, a guy named Ross Robinson, and who we awesome. did the episode with. And he got us in contact with the dealership. The dealership uh, contacted Polaris. Polaris donated, I think, six snowmobiles oh, wow. and a timber sled and let us go out and rip for the hours. Most epic like connection. And we have like I'm the only guy that's ever been on a snowmobile on my whole team and we got all these guys having to learn a crash course on how to do snowmobiles out in the middle of nowhere. And I wrecked the most. And because I'm pushing my limits, being a motocross guy, I, I'm pushing my limits. So you have a background in motocross? 13 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, and I did cool. it semi-professionally up until I was 19. I hurt myself really bad, uh, which actually I have to get a surgery in two weeks. Uh, because of? Because of, yeah. Wow. I'm still having rotator cuff issues off of wow. it. Wow. Um, I've broken my collarbone six times. Wow. And so I'm, I do dumb stuff. Yeah, when on, you tear that stuff. cuff, though, that, I mean, I, sorry. I, it's been tore for two years. Yeah, it's wow. so, it's so I've bad. I've been dealing with it. All because of a power clean there it from is. an old injury. There it is. Yeah. yeah. My hand slipped from sweat and I tried to overcompensate. Yeah. So I've been dealing with it for Fucking two years. CrossFit. And, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I don't do CrossFit. Let's, uh, yeah, full disclosure. <laughs> um, I am going to have friends listening. No, to you would have like, probably said that in the first 10 seconds of the right? podcast. <laughs> if you did. Yeah, first I drive, rule of CrossFit is yeah. about CrossFit. Yeah. I, I do CrossFit, drive a Prius, I'm a vegan. Right. We just yeah. covered all three bases. I told everybody about all the cool shit I do. Um, so We're done here. <laughs> yeah, so we that that's how we started. And while we were in Bend, I was like, dude, we're here for like another three days. Why don't we shoot another episode? And so I called up another, or I emailed another brewery, and I had a, a production assistant at the time, and he helped me get a bunch of other stuff. So uh, we went fly fishing with a guy uh, named Gabe who owns this thing called Trout Bus, who teaches like you know youth to get out in uh, and, and learn fly fishing through conservation. So we did that and did some other fun stuff, and it just it turned into something that we didn't expect. I was like, this is like really cool we kind of accidentally did this this is this was just like summed up we put it on paper and then literally when i pitched that to my director two weeks later we were shooting wow wow and we had the full team we're like we did the whole the That's whole nice thing around it was crazy and then we didn't do anything for four months because we were like shit now we got to get sponsors and now we got to like find the money to come <laughs> right. up with this because right and, and and we we had the pilot we were pitching the pilot but we were a, a production company with no name with no prior shit no background nothing and, to show for it right? oh yeah so everyone's just like yeah well i mean maybe like, try it on youtube put it into film festivals well risk. now we're i promise it'll be cool I swear. Right. now we're winning film festivals left and right uh we won the la uh, was it the Los Angeles Film Festival for Best New Pilot? Nice. We and then we made it to Cannes, which wow, blew big deal. All, that's insane. Yeah. Our pilot made it to Cannes and was shown in Cannes, wow. France. Are you shitting me? That's like there's 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 directors that go their whole life and not get into it. Right. And our two dumbasses from <laughs> Oregon, podunk ass Oregon, who have like went one self-taught has, you know, at that point, no business picking a camera up. And another guy who went to school for it in his base at that time was a professional DJ. 
<laughs> and, and and trying to build his portfolio. Yeah, and now he's full. Awesome. You know, now he's 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 a creative director for a you know Fortune 500 company. But it, it's like, you know, holy shit, did we just make it into cans? So um, at that point, that's when I reached out to Clay from uh, Expedition Overland, and I said, Hey, listen, I'm watching your stuff. It's really cool. Um, I love your cinematic, uh, your cinematic value over everything. You guys have cool storylines. I love how you've just did the transcontinental, you know, highway. Um, I really, I, I was like, but the cinematography is what draws right. me to you guys it's epic. Yeah. because I, the filmmaker in me, I was like, it's cool that you're doing all this stuff, you know, it, you know, and there's certain parts that aren't my cup of tea, but that's your baby and that's your project. And I fuck, I respect that. And I want to do something with you guys. And my truck wasn't anywhere near built. I was showing up, just looked straight out of the trailer park with this big old, just bought this Ram 2500 diesel. And it just, it was half-assed. I had chrome rims, you know, it was, uh, okay. that I bought it's off, okay. that I bought off okay, Craigslist. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to make excuses anymore. I know, right? And we show up to Montana and it's in late June. And it was really crazy. It was a really crazy week. Cause like, I think Anthony Bourdain had just died. Um, oh yeah. Uh, there was like all these really crazy like celebrity deaths of like people I really looked up to because Anthony Bourdain was like the biggest thing for you know that, that his show is like the end all be all of, yeah. of shows and reality shows it, ever absolutely. and I'm like how I didn't want it obviously I wasn't like I'm gonna be the Anthony Bourdain of beer man right. you know that's I was yeah. like bullshit you ain't gonna be Anthony Bourdain shit dude look in the mirror that guy was a true but talent for sure for sure so I was like damn that was huge and rockstar of cooking yeah yeah and then of culture oh for sure just, just insane yeah. and the artwork yeah. behind zero point zero who who shot that. Oh, yeah. unbelievable. It do, it's the pinnacle. But so we show up and now it's starting to snow in Montana in end of June and we're in shorts and like not prepared for it. And we go up into this place where there's grizzlies and, you know, and, and I've got these guys from like literally cities. One, you know, my I've got one guy who's uh, like doesn't even like off-roading because he's kind of it stresses him out and then i have two guys who've never even touched a gun let alone bear spray and they're one's from la and the other one is from uh berkeley california and an hour into camp being set up they're learning from a marine how to shoot guns because <laughs> i have a camera guy who's about a buck 50 soaking wet walking with a, a toilet paper and a shovel out into the woods to drop a deuce <laughs> and they're like what are you doing where's your gun and he's like what do you mean gun they're like yeah you're in grizzly and wolf territory chief and you're a snack yeah <laughs> you better he's That's like what right. do you mean he's like come over here pinch it and come over here because you're gonna learn how to shoot a gun really quick oh wow and uh you know There's no it, clue yeah, no clue at all. But it took us a year and a half to do that first whole season. And we oh, wow. almost funded all of it ourselves. Uh, for the most part, the first couple, uh, I think the first three episodes were funded through sponsors. But we just, it wasn't taking grip. And most companies didn't want to get on board with it because it had alcohol in it. And okay. and they're like, if you were doing any it's other touchy, show, right? yeah. it's really touchy. Because yeah. then they have to worry about PR on their end. Right. And so, you know, uh, it's been, what, a year and a half since we dropped. And it's had almost 70 million views that's wow. awesome and awesome. all organic we've spent less than 200 dollars advertising oh my god <laughs> no i mean like you take yeah. some of the best things that's that crazy. people love that is crazy like, people really like to drink they mm-hmm. like adventure they like different locations like, and it's real it's not yeah. scripted there's yeah. no which right. is the best shit ever i it, the one thing i took away and this is the one of the things that when when we made this and i told my director i was like listen i know you want to be a director and i know this is like a passion for you but if you tell me action and cut i'll fire you and that's the one thing I took away from Anthony Bourdain. 
don't ever tell me cut or action. Just go. Just go. And I said, yeah. you just keep that fucking camera rolling. We had a beer review that we and we we started the first couple episodes with beer reviews. We stopped doing that because it was cheesy. I didn't like it. It didn't give. It didn't give the true. Uh, no, I, I, did, I totally understand. It is. So we stopped doing it, but we had a beer review. It went two and a half hours, and I could barely stand up after I was done. We drank so much beer, and he's like, and he's, I keep looking over him. He's all doing this, and, you know. He's he's like, roll, cut it, cut yeah. it. We got you, got to do it. And I'm only on my third beer. We have three more to go, and uh, it was just like, we got to figure out a better way to do this. I'm going to have liver failure, and um, you know, it's just not going to be art anymore. I'm just going to be blithering drunk. I mean, it's so true because I mean, Frank and I, I would, I could, I think I could speak for both of us. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Like we. It's Especially not when we started. Like yeah. when we started, it was in the middle of Calico. Yep. Um, we set up a table. We walked yeah. like oh, we overlooking walked like 50 our friends' camp. Yeah, fifty yards from camp. And, and we're like, like, all right, I guess we're doing this. And I'm like, nice place to start. <laughs> it was a nice place to start. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm feeling pretty up there and uh, <laughs> drunk and. <laughs> The best ideas come from that, man. Dude, and, 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 and I mean, we, we just, literally cracked like our fifth beer and sat down and said, "Let's do this." Yeah, and we That's just we just got to it, and yeah. it's it's been every two weeks ever since. Um, but we had, we and we've modified since, and we had a we had a thing where it's like, "What's your favorite piece of gear?" And so we'll still do that from time to time because it's fun. But yeah. I know what you mean. Like, you sometimes you'll do those ideas, and you're like, "This isn't really us," and it evolves into something else, and, right? Um, well, it's, it, you're learning along the way. Yeah, we're still yeah. learning. I would Absolutely, say. Absolutely, 100. percent Yeah, same here. You know, I don't. I don't know what makes people want to listen to one episode versus another. I sometimes I think one episode was really good, and it's like doesn't get as many as I thought it would. You know? Yeah. There's and, times that we think it's terrible. Like I've walked yeah. away from Ali going, I don't even want to edit this episode. Oh, and oh then, we've been there. With and then it's footage. one of the most popular yeah. ones. Yeah. And then people are like, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. Same thing on our eighth episode, a bonus episode that it didn't make it. I put it out during the pandemic, episode eight of Brotherhood of Brew, when uh-huh. we did Two Town Cider. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to ever go anywhere because there's no adventure in it. That's the one I'm jealous we, of, by the way. We, <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to be on the dunes in Florence, Oregon, riding quads and stuff. We ran out of money, and the, the, the place that was supposed to do it, that, that episode was such a nightmare. My family's brewery, uh, two hours before I was leaving from San Francisco to drive all the way up to Oregon, bailed on me. Wow. My own family's company oh. bailed on me. And I, I lost it. And I'm calling my best friend, who's Joe. He's in the episode. And I said, "You're in. The, you've been in the beer industry 17 years. You know everybody. Get me somebody, anybody. I'm already on my way. I've already booked the hotel. Everything's done." He's like, "Is, is there a theme there, by the way?" I yeah. know. It really. Like, this seems like the same phone call that we received. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. 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 Did you bail him out? So, yeah. For those of you, if you remember, if you've listened to some of the previous episodes, you'll know that Frank. Uh, came through for Jeff. Huge, on, you guys all on the pilot this, episode. This awesome. Yeah, and uh, it was a big group effort. It was a Casey yeah. family effort. I like to think. Yeah, like, it was totally. Where Adam hit me up. Yeah, and then I hit up Frank. And I'm like, fuck. Well, fuck. Frank has no kids, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's he's got to be available. And then and then sure enough, he was. And it's like you know, and then it all worked out. It all it worked, worked out. out awesome, yeah, that was so shotgunned out. Like, and that's one of those things where like. Every once in a while, I let my guard down on certain things and. It's where generosity can sometimes be, you know, bite you in the ass. 
And but it, you have to think that people are just going to be do the right thing. Yeah. And you're never going to know. But it turns out in the end, it comes. It, it really turned out to be so much better than what it was supposed to be. Yeah. And those all of the three episodes with you guys, we got to meet you guys. Yes. And or Christian got to meet you guys. I got to yeah. meet you over the phone and stuff. And then I like I got to know you by editing it. That's and, awesome. <laughs> um, and then it was cool seeing your guys' relationship together on it. And it was funny when Good you walk bad. through the gate, hey, what are you doing under there? Or yeah, he's under yeah. there, your mom. Yeah. Oh, mom, is that you? I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. And then I was so pissed. <laughs> oh, dude, I could tell. You're just like banging and clanging on that bumper. Yeah. I'm fucking so I was like, oh, we've yeah. been there. Nothing's we've fitting. All been there. Nothing's going right. Yeah. Yeah, we showed up at like the 11th hour. The 11th night. hour yeah. is what it was, really. And yeah. just, every, and, uh, and the I was expecting hour you five things. hours earlier. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. Yeah, we showed up at like the 11th hour of things not working. Yeah. Yeah, let me yeah. just stop all this bullshit I'm already dealing with and do this now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's and that's how those things, you know, it's crazy how it comes about because I'm halfway through the pandemic and I'm running out of shit to, to edit because I had all this backlog stuff and I'm dropping it. I mean, we put out 37 episodes from, uh, I think, the last week of March until the end of the year off of old footage and some new stuff. And then I'm like looking through Brotherhood of Brew stuff. I was like, I need to revive Brotherhood of Brew stuff because it's just sitting and we're going to be, it's going to be almost two years before we can get back into a brewery, let alone have them write us a check to come and show up. Right. And uh, even the marketing company that I pay to to help me book those things and do that stuff, they're like, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to write you a check back or we're going to do this. We can't, there's, nobody's going to do this. And now they're working again, trying to get us back in. But uh, I was like, screw it. I'm going to go back in because we had a lot of fun making that episode. It's, I'm going to just put it out as a bonus. Maybe right. it'll only be 15 minutes long. Maybe it'll be five minutes long. But let's have some fun with it. And when I was editing it, I forgot how funny it was. And, <laughs> there, you know, there is a, there's a part in there where and I, I text him. I'm laughing. I'm dying laughing. And, but the same part of me is I'm like, I'm not ashamed, but I'm just like, how in the hell did you not know lemons grow on trees, you dumb son of a bitch? <laughs> yeah, there's a part what? in it where he's like, he's like, I'm like, yeah, because we're drinking a cider. It was Meyer lemon and peach. Okay, and I was like, yeah, we used to have a Meyer lemon tree in the back in my backyard in, in Southern California. He's like, tree. oh, he's like, oh, lemons grow on trees. I didn't <laughs> get know. the I mean, fuck out of here. Where, <laughs> this is a guy who's never left Oregon. <laughs> where and I'm did like, he think he, they grew? They I, have so trees I was like, in he's like, I was like. What you thought lemons grow in the dirt? He's like, I kind of I was like, dirt lemons, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, please tell me you don't think watermelons grow on trees because there's gonna be some hefty <laughs> branches, dude. <laughs> so we're dying. Yeah, the watermelon, and tree. he's and people don't know he is has the worst hangover he's ever had in his adult life. Uh, because he drank all night the night before. He almost didn't show up to the boat because we were out on the lake drinking cider. He almost didn't show up because he was so hungover. Wow. And he gets there and he's like, dude, I just got to tell you, I mean, he looked wrecked. I'm like, dude, you need to figure your life out right now because I need you for the next like three hours to like, yeah. And obviously he's my, I mean, he's my brother basically. Yeah. My, my kids call him Uncle Joe. And it turned out him and I go back and forth and all we do is talk about you know, we're back where we went to high school, which I actually, I'm from Bend, but I went to high school on the Oregon coast. And we talked about all the shit that got us to there. And like, who would have known that you would have dropped out and stayed in the beer industry to now. And you're way up in the beer industry. And who would have known that like, I was a complete delinquent in high school, did dumb shit, motocross, was constantly getting hurt, doing weird shit and go into the car industry. And now I'm filming. Right. What? Yeah. About beer? Well, and it's, well, that's the cool thing about life. I mean, you literally, like, people are like, what would you say to your 
16-year-old self, if you could go back, I'm all, go fuck yourself. Like, in three words, right? And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, you have no idea who you're going to become one day. And mm-hmm. it's like, and it could be so different. Or you could, I mean, you could be totally the same. And you're that guy still wearing shorts and tall socks and, you know, whatever you're doing. Um, but, no, a lot, a lot of us, yeah, you're, you're, you completely change. And, yeah, look at you now. So, yep. we're, so, like, we got to wrap soon. But where where's all this going? So, what are we doing now? Okay, so obviously with the pandemic changed everything, um, and that made us really start looking at other avenues uh, of filming where we can film outside, right? And where we could film things that we're still passionate about. And obviously, I haven't, perf- I haven't raced competitively since early two thousands. Um, when I got out of motocross, I did rally racing for a little while, and I really enjoyed it, but it's very expensive, mm-hmm. and uh, my career. Got you know, it took me in different avenues, and I was like, and then after that, I got married and started having kids. But then I started thinking, you know, shit, my daughter's seven years old, my son's four, and now I have a seven-month-old, and um, I learned how to ride a motorcycle at four years old. I was racing oh, wow. by six. Oh shit! And cool. my son's four. He should be learning how to ride a motorcycle. And of course, my wife Doesn't is like, "You're out of your fucking mind." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I'm. We're going to get them some motorcycles." I'm right. You're wrong. And and yeah. the, it's not only is it like really good for them to learn physically and mentally, but it's good for discipline. And because they can learn to lose it. Right. And there's all sorts of things. Upkeep. You know, if I broke my motorcycle, I had to fix it myself. Right. My grandfather would not let me ride until I fixed what I broke. And th- th- those are good, like important life lessons. And I wanted to, dis- you know, distill that into my kids. But at the same time, I miss doing that. Right. I miss racing. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm old and fat. What can I do to do it? Well, it's gonna have to be in a, in a vehicle. And um, so I'm like, okay, well, now here's a story. Where's the storyline? I'm gonna get back into shape, and I'm gonna start learning from all these guys that race professionally i'm going to take different industries we started with casey and you guys and we started with you know terra crew and parsons and the eisenhower brothers and we learned how to drive trophy trucks from them and like their story and how they got involved into it okay so now we know that that's what it takes to be a trophy truck driver or race pre-runners now the next step we're going to learn monster trucks okay okay what's involved in that then we're going to go and we're going to learn how to drift. And is and this then, all through wow, Rogue Element? All through Rogue Element. So okay. we have 13 episodes planned for the next 12 calendar months. How many deep are you in now? We're one. Oh, is that so? We only did the pilot. What, didn't you do the KC one too? Yes, that's it. That's the only one we oh, did. Oh, that's it. So KC, wow. that's all involved in KC because that's a part of the KC fam. We, you know, highlighted the, you know, the 51 years of KC and the family that you guys have right. built. And the legendary name behind it. And then now all the racers you supported. Right. So we learned that. So we go and we're going to learn all these different racing techniques and from the pros. And then the last episode is me racing in my new truck. Oh, cool. And then obviously I get to take all this and pass it down to my kids. And that's where Rogue Element came from. And you're putting your foot down with your wife. And There's then you been could, a then you could talk to my wife. Then you could talk to my wife, who's a divorce attorney. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> family law. Quote yeah. Quote. Um, but uh, no, that's bitching. So where where can people go to learn? And uh, 
So you can go to rogueelementfilms.net. Okay. Uh, some asshole owns rogueelement.com, and I can't get it. He won't sell it. I've gone all the way up to like $1,000. He won't sell it, and it's not worth it for me. So. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but the biggest thing to follow us is Instagram, uh, to be honest. Uh, it's at rogueelementadventure. Yep. And the reason why we put adventure behind it is because we do so much with it. Did you do? Can you get that URL too or what? Uh, I probably could. Yeah, you should probably, yeah, should go probably get, do that, get that one. Yeah. You should probably get it before, um, this, before, before this episode drops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and if anyone sees it online, get it for like hey, 20000 Hey, Christian, yeah, get, go to uh, GoDaddy real quick and get <laughs> RogueElementAdventure.com right welcome. now. Or you can sell yeah, it to yeah. Jeff if you snag yeah, it. Yeah, you can yeah, sell right. it to it's Jeff for like... Yeah, right. OnlyFans. Only yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bought that new sticker today. Please buy my shit. I'm not built for OnlyFans. <laughs> I got this be our motto. <laughs> Please I, buy a patch. I right. bought it at the uh, Friends of o- uh, Oceano Dunes uh, booth today. That's rad. <laughs> that's rad. Um, best 15 bucks I ever spent. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, they, that's the best place to keep up with us. Um, obviously, Brotherhood of Brew TV, uh, at Brotherhood of Brew TV on yeah. uh, Instagram or brotherhoodofbrew.com. And uh, mainly, we just uploaded all of our new stuff back onto Amazon. It's been off. Oh, thanks, brother. It's been off for four or five months because Amazon changed their policies. Okay. You can no longer have a URL attached to any of your shows. Oh, really? Because it takes the their they think their customer off of Amazon. Oh, wow. To uh, another website. So we actually they they. They oh, took shit. everything off. So they shit can all your content. Yeah, you had to pay for it. It was no longer free for Amazon Prime customers. <laughs> so I had to go back through and re-export every episode. It took me 14 hours. Wow. Thanks, Jeff. And, and then we replaced our URL with Amazon will no longer let us put our website here, so you have to Google us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I thanks, make a billion dollars a day. Have fun, have fun in space. You yeah. would you would think you wouldn't care anymore. You're like right. Amazon is now free, right? Exactly. For, for the rest of my life, I'll just pay for everyone's purchases, exactly. and he'd be fine. And yeah. he'd still have. But millions. I can't put brother could go look and buy merch for us so we can make some money yeah. because <laughs> Amazon pays like shit. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of paying for shit, yeah. <laughs> Time to pay the bills. Time to pay the bills. All right, kick us off. Uh, first up is our good friends at Rebel Off Road. Uh, they. As you know, are good friends of ours. They've been taking care yep. of our vehicles for a very long time, um, through the good times and the bad times. And um, now they've got some new stuff for you too. If you're uh, Jeep actual owner, parts, actual parts. Yeah. yeah, they're making their own stuff. JT, so they got JL, armor. I believe JK even for the um, bumper. Yeah, maybe yeah. I don't. That I don't know, but I know for sure the JT and the JL bumpers, front and rear. They have the halo roof rack. The halo roof rack for the yeah. JTs. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the bed rack system as well modular. for the GTs. Yeah. yeah, the modular bed rack system. Yeah. So you got you get the short one or the tall one. Yep. Yep. Yep, and so and then they have a lot of accessories too. Of course, like you can get awnings from them now and refrigerators and they sell KC. Kinds of stuff. They sell KC. I actually found out that somebody bought a Flexera four from Rebel, like like Jacob over there. So if you ever if you ever call them up and Jacob picks up the phone, I mean, if you have any questions, that guy will answer yeah. all of them. He's he's not only an enthusiast, but he's been with Rebel like fucking forever. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, he actually found a Flexera four, which I can't even sell to somebody. Right now, because we're back ordered. Yeah. But he had one, and he got it to somebody who uh, who is super appreciative. Appreciative enough to come to me and show him, show me his entire like slideshow of photos <laughs> on his phone. Um, that's awesome. Stoked. But that's, I mean, that's the kind of stoke you got from Rebel. Yep. So yeah, check them great. out at rebeloffroad.com uh, for all of your all of your needs. Yes, sir. So next, I would uh, like to drop the Mellow Off Road, which you know Jason was one of the early adopters of what we're doing with you know Rick for Dirt. Um, great guy. I love his story. He, 
he's super passionate about the industry. Started from the bottom, yep. you know, built his entire company, built sliders in on the back space. of his sliders uh, yeah. for his own self. Yes, and and now has a very lucrative career in you know being an entrepreneur and yeah, an owner of a shop, and building armor for Toyotas um, and Lexus vehicles. Did it, did they do installation there too? They do. Yeah, yeah. installation. Yep, that's awesome. Absolutely. So check them out. I think they're based out of uh, Riverside. Corona, yeah. Corona, Riverside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they do the same thing, right? They have some accessories that you can buy as well. You can buy a winch from them when you get your front bumper. Uh, they do have refrigerators now, so you can call, talk to them about that. Right. So, yeah. One-stop shop. Yep, absolutely. Cool. And then uh, finally? Uh, Milestar Tires. That's right. Yep. So um, I don't run them, so I can't tell you a whole lot He's about how they ride. He's got those fucking tires. <laughs> those fucking, fucking tires. That's right. Frank over here. Yep. He ain't running the mile stars. He's running the fucking tires. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I run mile stars, so I guess I have to speak to this this one. Uh, they're supporters of both me and Frank, though. Yes, they don't absolutely. even give a they don't give two shits that Frank's sponsored by anybody else because they love what we do. Absolutely, and they're about the industry and they're genuinely about this world. I mean. Um, I've had some of the best times with Martin over there from Milestar. That guy is an incredible human EJS. being. He is. He's, yeah. he's an awesome dude. He's a good friend. Um, love the guy. And uh, and they just live the life that they promote. Yep. And as a result, uh, just it, within me at least, it's, it instills a lot of uh, pride and, uh, and, and value within the company. Um, and they've taken really good care of me, especially with all the tires I fucking blow. Yeah, and we should talk about that we're bringing, because when this episode goes out, we should talk about when we're, that we're bringing back RFDLA. That's right. So... Rig for Dirt, Los Angeles, will be um, in uh, in um, Tire Co's parking lot yep. in Gardena, California, right off the freeway. I believe it's right off the 405, I want to say. Or yeah, I one, think so. 110, close to the 110, 405. Um, it's out in that area. And uh, more details to come. Just check our uh, Instagram page, and we will be posting up. Or come on our website, rigfordirt.com, and you can find out our calendar of events. Uh, but we are back. We are back in L.A. Uh, we'll actually be back in San Diego, too. We'll be in San Diego for the first time. Dude, in Escondido yep. with, uh, did, I, did off, I say that right? Yes. Es, yeah. es, Escondido. Escondido with uh, Escondido, off, the grid, bro. off the grid surplus. In uh, San Diego. Yep. Um, so our, our buddies, uh, Bobby and Josh over there and the family over at Off the Grid, that is going to be, I can't actually wait for that one because there's bars, there's bitching ass bars. Yep. Plan 9 is it's right there. It's a great street. There's yeah. coffee shops. It's a, it's a bitching little mini scene yep. out there in Escondido. Yep. And uh, come down, come down, represent, check it out, and yep. let's uh, let's have a party. Yep. And lastly, a special thank you to our friends over at Casey, of course, for supporting us from the very beginning um, with all their. It's all, all their about fun. the connections, man. Yep. I mean, exactly. Like even Jeff sitting here, it's because of Casey. You yep. know, Adam wouldn't have hit me up had Adam not been a Casey family member, and then gotten you involved. Yep. Thank you for that. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Build this out of a really jack situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, dude, the only reason why I'm here right now. Uh, working at Casey is because Alan busted me out of it, and that's the CEO, got me out of a really shitty situation with Frank when my caliper rotated on my uh, oh, yeah. rotor. Yeah, I remember yeah. you telling me oh, that. Oh, man. Fucking what a brutal day that was. State line on the 40? Oh, fuck. Yeah. That, that's such an awesome story, too. Yeah, it, yeah that was a that was an incredible day. Oh, my God. Incredible so, day. But, yeah, I mean, that's I think Casey does a really good job of just bailing people out. <laughs> <laughs> Bailed awesome. our asses out twice. Uh, you know, now. that's family, once, right? Once with our, our pilot, or once with you guys and with our pilot episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that that's was, right. that was guys, originally supposed to be with somebody else. And he came to Bailed with us again. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, I'm glad. I'm glad it worked out. That was that was really fun. Yep. So don't forget to check us out at riggedfordirt.com, Rigged for Dirt on the Instagrams. And anywhere you Facebook. listen to, well, anywhere you listen to podcasts, right. check us out because you're not listening to us right now on a podcast. <laughs> That's just where I'm at right now. Like, dude, Darren made me this like peach 
whiskey with uh, Arnold Palmer mix. Yeah. Oh, it's my new favorite. You're gonna have to post the yeah. recipe. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, delicious. Driving. So check yeah. us out. Um, like Jeff said earlier, buy our merch because we're not good enough to be on oh. OnlyFans. And. <laughs> happy, come here. He's okay. Happy, Happy's just like freaking out about all the people that are here. At, uh, yeah. Yeah. She's caught on her back leg. Yeah. No, no, you're good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, she's good now. Thanks she's to good you. Now, thanks. Yeah. Um, my dog got tangled up in, in her leash. She's just been a little bit. That's a hell of a way to end the episode. So yes. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> what is that? Uh, God, my wife, the streets. I'm out. Right. <laughs> <laughs>